You're listening to Spark Hustle Flow, the podcast that teaches money pros to launch, grow, and yes, even scale your virtual financial service business. And I'm your host, Kimberly Stevenson. Let's dive in and get started. Hey guys, welcome to episode 10 of the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. With this episode, we're kicking off our tech series. So the next few episodes will be full of tips, tricks, and interviews on how to make the most of the software platforms that bookkeepers are using to make growing their virtual businesses so much simpler, so much easier, and so much more fun. You know, when I launched my first bookkeeping business way back in 2001, gosh, we still had to trek over to the office supply store and buy a physical copy of QuickBooks or Sage or Peachtree, and then go back and load the multi-disc set onto our computers. Then we had to dial in through a modem and listen to that crazy dial-up connection sound while the software actually registered all of our information. Back then, most of our entries were manual and you maybe could upload a small Excel file with some data in it. The only productivity tool I used at that time was a very expensive copy of Microsoft Office that had Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. I didn't even have Microsoft Outlook on it. I actually still use my AOL email address at the time when I wanted to send documents back and forth to my clients. Talk about lack of security. But, you know, so much has changed these days. And we're going to be talking about some of the much more modern options that we have today when it comes to tech and making sure that we're using the right tools that we need to run our businesses. Now, we're starting this series by speaking with the co-founders of ClickUp for Bookkeepers, which is an online education and group training company that supports socially responsible bookkeepers who believe that there is more to business than just the bottom line. Together, Megan Beltecolo and Stacey Hostrile teach bookkeepers how to run their business using ClickUp so they can stress less, delegate with confidence, and scale with impact. And the end goal? a successful bookkeeping business that gives back. Now, I've been hearing so much about ClickUp and I was super excited to learn more about the platform from Megan and Stacy. And I was actually really excited to host my very first two-person team interview for the podcast. Now, I'll admit I was a little bit nervous about how it would actually work out, but I think we did okay. So I'll let you be the judge of that, okay? So right now, let's go ahead and chat with these two awesome co-founders and learn more about using ClickUp in your bookkeeping business. Hey, Megan and Stacey, how are you today? We're doing well. How are you, Kimberly? I am doing so great. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you guys agreeing to spend some time with me today and talk about ClickUp, which I have so many questions <laughs> to throw your way. But I think that this is really going to be a great um, a great time to, that we spend together today. So why don't we do this? This is my first time actually interviewing two people. So a double interview on the podcast. So why don't we start by having each of you introduce yourselves? Now, who wants to go first, Megan or Stacy? I could go first. Thank you so much for having us. We're super excited too. I'm Megan and I am a certified director of operations and a vetted ClickUp consultant. And Stacy and I work together uh, to 
help bookkeepers get their businesses organized using ClickUp. I'm in Pennsylvania. I have three little kids and I'm super excited to be here. I'm super excited to have you. And Stacy. I am Stacy Hoschild, and I am the other half of ClickUp for Bookkeepers. When I'm not online, I'm living a very low-key life in Mexico um, with my cats and eating too many street tacos. But when I'm online with Megan, like she said, we're like we're living in different countries, and so. We are doing 100% of our work together collaboratively in ClickUp to help bookkeepers manage all the things. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys, both of you, for, for joining me today. And I, like I said, I'll be honest with you. I had never heard of ClickUp um, until probably about four or five months ago, right, in full transparency. So I have all the questions, and, and, and I just need to start at the bottom, start at the basics. So... Tell me what what is ClickUp and what is it what does it do? Um, ClickUp is a tool to replace a whole bunch of other tools. So in ClickUp, you can not only manage your projects and tasks, and that's what the core of ClickUp is. It's a productivity and task management tool. But you also have forms, you have docs, you have uh, goals, you have really amazing dashboards for KPIs and reporting, and you have time tracking, and you have new features coming out practically every single week. So um, we like to help bookkeepers with all the things, and we chose ClickUp because it kind of does all the things. Um, So it works really well for bookkeepers. Okay, so I heard project management, I heard docs, I heard forms. I heard productivity. Is it also a scheduler? Is so does it have a scheduling feature as well? Like a calendar feature? ClickUp is not a scheduler, but you can integrate your scheduler like Calendly, for example, with ClickUp. And the other thing that I would mention is the other feature is that ClickUp can also replace the Slack the Voxer, the WhatsApp, all the different ways that teams are communicating, you can do that inside of ClickUp as well. So I'll just throw that in there as one of the features, the extra features. So that's really interesting. So because that was actually one of my questions of what tools does it actually replace? Because I had heard that it was more about integrations with other tools, like you were mentioning with the calendars. Um, and I thought that what you would do is kind of integrate it with Asana and everything, but it sounds like it actually replaces some of those things. Specifically, though, I'm curious to know how it would replace Voxer. So can you, is there a speak, can you speak into ClickUp? Is that how it works? Because I know Voxer is a voice kind of to walkie-talkie type tool. Yeah, that's a really good question. ClickUp doesn't have the voice capability, but bringing everything into one place helps organize tasks and keep everybody streamlined, including communications. Because a lot of times what we see is when people are communicating on Slack or on Voxer, it's a one-off, hey, random comment versus using ClickUp to communicate and keeping everything in one place. Okay, that makes sense. 
So in order to do that, does everybody involved have to have ClickUp? So everybody on my team would have to have a seat on Click on ClickUp, correct? Everybody on your team would have to have a seat on ClickUp, but not everybody needs to have a paid seat. So probably you and if you had like a director of operations or an OBM, you would want that person to have a paid seat um, so they can manage some things that require more uh, permissions inside of ClickUp. But if for your VAs, for your subcontractors, you could give them a guest seat and you get a certain number of guest seats free with your paid seats. There's also unlimited view only guest spots available. So if you have someone like maybe one of your clients who you just want them to be able to see what you're doing, um, you could have them with that view only guest seat or you can share things publicly. You can copy the link and share it publicly and you can share that with anybody. So that's good for your clients who are not so tech savvy or not ready to sign up for yet another tool. You still can show them what you're up to and click up that way. And I just want to add something about replacing Voxer. Um, while there isn't like a just audio communication, ClickUp does have a screen recording tool like Loom. So a lot of times, Stacy and I will use that back and forth to communicate with each other, showing our screens, recording something, talking each other through something that we're working on, and use that kind of like Voxer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that plus the chat features and the task comments in ClickUp, plus now there's email from inside of ClickUp that really lets you do all of your communications just from one central hub. Wow. It sounds, it really does sound incredible. I wonder what's the learning curve like when you, when you, you know, implement ClickUp into your business? Is it pretty steep? Regardless of whether you are super, super tech savvy or whether you are not tech savvy, everyone is starting on the same playing field because you're opening a new app for the first time. Different people learn new tools in different ways. Some people love to get in there and they're going to read the onboarding guide. They're going to go through all the steps. They're very meticulous. Other people are going to click around aimlessly, no matter what app it is, and try to figure it out by themselves. And so I think depending on who you ask and how people view technology, people are going to say, oh my gosh, there's a huge learning curve. Other people are going to say, nope, this is totally straightforward because, you know, I followed the guide and the steps and I'm ready to rock and roll. So I think it really depends on the individual person. Yeah, I'm that person who is the point and click and, you know, just feel my way around something. And only when I get super, super frustrated do I go to the manual or the guide. And then I really kick myself because it's like, it's right there, Kim. You would have found it. You could have, you know, not wasted so much time, I guess. So, yeah, that, that, that's me. I'm always like, why didn't you just read the instructions first? So, um, absolutely. Okay. So that's really good. So then let me ask you this. So it's click up that platform that when you sit down to your desk in the morning or whenever you're going to work, you kind of open it up and you allow it to guide. It sounds like you just allow it to guide your day or you 
you know, it seamlessly integrates into your process flows, right? It's a big part. Is that right? What I yeah, that's definitely accurate because you can not only connect your calendars to ClickUp, um, in the new home, you can see your Google Calendar and then you can also drag and drop your tasks right into the calendar widget on the side of the screen. So that lets you take your tasks and put them in like the order that you want to complete them that day. So the first thing that I do when I start working, um, which normally isn't in the morning, but whenever <laughs> I get to my desk and I start working is that I look at my home, I look at you know what's in my to-do list this for today. And I put them in the order that, you know, flows nicely, that makes sense to me and, and that takes into mind my capacity for the day. So it's definitely a place where, where you can do that. You can also set up a, a recurring task that you can have recur every day to remind you of what your daily process is. What is your what are your daily tasks that you need to do every time you get started working every day? Are you going to spend a few minutes checking your emails, replying to your Facebook messages? You, know, you can have all of those things in there as a process so that it becomes easier and faster for you to do. And then maybe that some part of that process is something that you delegate in the future. Okay, so it's, it's definitely something that will be front and center you know, once you start using it. So now my next question then is what's the setup process like? Because I have so, using myself as an example, I have so many tools that I'm using right now. The idea of either replacing everything or integrating everything is a bit overwhelming. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, some of our listeners are probably thinking the same. So what's the setup process like? Is it a you know, we can get you set up in 48 hours or is it this will take, you know, it's a it's an iterative process. Tell me about that. Is your question related to if somebody decides to DIY it themselves or if they're looking for support? So that's a really good point. So let's say let's go with the support angle first. Mm -hmm. Like what's the what's that process like? How long does it take? Um, how intense is it? <laughs> Because we specialize in using ClickUp for bookkeepers, we've nailed down the process of exactly what bookkeepers need to do. So if they decide, if they decide that ClickUp is the tool for them, then we can onboard them via our, we have a, a mini course called ClickUp This Weekend that takes you through exactly what you need to do. From what should your structure look like? How do you use the tasks? How do you assign tasks? I mean, everything that you would need to know to get rocking and rolling in 48 hours. And the reason that we set it up that way is because bookkeepers are busy. They're busy. I mean, they are one of the foundational contractors in most people's businesses. And they have a lot of clients. They don't have a lot of time to learn a new tool for the first time or move over to a tool. But what I will say about if they're, if people are already established is looking at the tools that they're using. And number one, if they're working and they are a hundred percent happy with everything, great. We're not here to force anybody to jump ship and move over, but looking at what ClickUp can do, how much it costs compared to 
there are project management systems on the market right now, like your Jetpack workflows, your Financial Sense, your Pixies, that are specific to bookkeeping, but they're about 10 times more expensive per month. And that's not a great ROI. And so if that's, a, you know, if you're operating, if you're looking to um, reduce your operating costs, it might be worth taking a weekend to move everything over. If you gotcha. are using an Asana or a Trello, for example, or one of our favorites, lots of people love to use the good old Excel sheet, um, free, but not so helpful when it comes to managing all the moving pieces. ClickUp is still going to be less expensive. And so, you know, you have to kind of weigh that time versus money. And is it going to be worth taking a weekend to get started in a new program if it's going to help you in the long run? That's incredible. Yeah. One of the things I was going to um, ask is like what goes into the decision process, right, to make the move uh, over to ClickUp. And you, you just very eloquently kind of, you know, detailed some of those things. So you got to look at what tools you're using right now. Do you absolutely love them? Are they working for you? What's the cost, you know, that you're that you're incurring with them? And then, you know, do you have the bandwidth, you know, on, over a weekend really to, to do this yourself? Or would it make more sense to bring in uh, a support team to help you, you know, kind of set it up and um, do you, so do you guys use like templates? Is that how it, can you create templates that you can share between different clients? Is that how that works? You can create a template and click up for practically anything. Um, so you can have a task template, a list template, a folder template, a space template, a doc template or a checklist templates. That's the other one. So we help our clients um, and students create templates and we also have some of our own that we share with them and then help them learn how to tweak them because not every business is the same and we want you um, as a ClickUp user to be empowered to make the changes in your ClickUp so that you're comfortable doing it and you know what you have to do to see the data that you want to see. Okay that's really good. So I want to take a I want to take a pause really quickly. So something that I like to do in each of our episodes is to take a brief pause and do a little bit of kind of rapid fire questions. And then when we're when I've asked you all of the questions and, and been really nosy and about your lives and dug in or your opinions, really, I have some other questions for you because I'm I'm certainly not done. I still have other questions. So um, is that okay? Can I ask you guys some questions? Yeah, sounds good. Style? And we'll just alternate between the two of you, right? So first question. I'll start with Stacy. What's the weirdest place that you've ever worked from? <laughs> um, the weirdest place I've ever worked from would have to be East Timor, Southeast Asia. Um, this is before I became an online business owner and I lived in a East Timor at the time had been a nation for six years and we had brownouts all the time and we had dial up internet and this was in 2010. Wow. Wow. So definitely, I mean, a complete day and night experience from running my own business online. Wow. And I'm sure you, you mentioned that you were in Mexico. So 
I'm sure you don't have that problem, especially with like the brownouts or oh, internet no, problems. No, we're it's, fully the, functional. I hear the Wi-Fi is really good. <laughs> we're <laughs> That's fully awesome. functional. No, we're not dialing up anything. No. That's awesome. All right. And so the next question, I guess, will be from Megan. Megan, do you like to work with background noise or do you prefer to work in silence? That's a really great question for me. Um, I have three kids. Um, they're three, six and nine. So, and I'm a homeschooler even before COVID. So background noise is, um, part of my life, practically 24 hours a day, but I prefer to work with absolutely no background noise and that I don't like that, like music or anything. No, I like total silence. Um, so it's a bit of a challenge most days and I'm really looking forward to some warmer weather in Pennsylvania and, um, more outside time for my lovely kids. (laughs) I completely understand. My kids are adults now, so I don't have that problem to deal with anymore, but, uh, you know, I, I completely, I've been, I've been exactly where you are. So I totally get it. Okay. So Stacy. Uh, what's your favorite television show or movie about the workplace? Do you have a favorite? Oh my goodness. Um, I don't have the attention span for movies. If I watch a movie, it's going to take me a weekend because I sit down, I watch a movie for half an hour. I get up, I do something else. You know, I never really got into things like the office or, or something else I can't think about because I, I'm not pop culture savvy. Um, I don't even know what, what would be a good show about the, about the office place. Yeah. So I, I will say this, my favorite movie about the workplace probably is something like the devil wears Prada. Um, oh yeah. Okay. That's a good yeah, one. I, that's probably showing my age, but, um, <laughs> that that's probably my fate, one of my favorites. And, um, yeah, I never got into the office either. Like it's just never been my jam, but I know most people absolutely love it. And um, that brings me to my next question and I'll ask Megan. And I'm curious to to hear your answer on this one. Megan, what's the last show you binge watched? Well, you may not believe this, but I don't own a TV and it's been probably over um, 15 years that I have watched any sort of television um so actually it might be the office uh, when it was on tv still um and i was like right out of college or something i i I don't know i've been happy living my tv free life for a long time now so that's uh, incredible (laughs) that but you know what i get it and and who has time for tv when you've got three kids ages that you're where your kids are so then last question and either of you can answer this one besides click up besides click up what would be your best tip for keeping productive at work i like i'd love to hear an answer from both of you on that one i think no matter what project management system you're using even if you decide to use a piece of paper that Things should be, your to-do lists, your tasks should be clear and actionable. So instead of saying, you know, bank accounts, what are you going to do with those bank accounts? You know, are you going to, are we reconciling them? Are we deleting them? Um, What are we doing with those bank bank accounts? So, you know, in order to be productive, when you sit down, you shouldn't, you should be very clear 
what your tasks are, that they're actionable, when they're due, who's going to do them. Um, if you're delegating, making those tasks incredibly clear to other people and putting the instructions inside of the task, the links inside of the task that someone on your team, whether it's your VA or your subcontractor needs to complete those tasks. Really, a task is not something that, I mean, yeah, ideally in a perfect world, we just want to say yes, done, right? But there's a lot that goes into doing a task correctly. And so that's my number one tip for, for productivity, actionable, due dated, and assigned to someone. Love it. Love it. And Megan? Um, mine would be kind of similar, um, but more along the lines of having a process for everything, even when you're at the place in your business, when you don't really think you need a process, that's probably actually the time when you most need a process because you have the time to develop it more than when you're bringing on a team member. And then suddenly you're like, oh my God, I need a process for this. And I don't even know how I do this. I found myself in this situation, hiring two team members recently and realizing my processes weren't so great. And so I had to spend some time sitting down, going through them step-by-step. And, you know, like Stacy was saying, documenting everything really clearly because they're not inside of my head. And, you know, you might think like, oh, you know, everything's inside of my head. That's fine. I'll just tell them what to do. But, you know, you're not there all the time. You don't want to be there all the time. That's why you hired them. So just making sure you spend some time, ideally every day, you know, perfecting one of your processes. Not, not that it's ever really going to be perfect. We, we do recommend that you do a quarterly review of your processes, but just acknowledging that it's important um, because we do hear a lot from our students, our clients that, you know, oh, it's all in my head and that's okay. You know, I'm fine like that. Or my team will understand how to do this task. Um, but then once they hire that new person, they realize, yeah, could he use those directions there? So I think that's really important for productivity. Right. Or they find themselves, even though they said my team can do that, then they find as the team is you know, executing, like they have so much to say about how they're doing it. And it's like, well, maybe we should have had a process. Maybe we could have had a process before we got started. And then, so yeah, so I, I get that. That's, that's really great. Um, that was good. That was really great. Thank you guys for sharing all of those answers to um, our rapid fire questions. And, and what's funny is I always call it, I, I need another name because I always call it rapid fire questions. And then Everybody who I interview gives such great answers that it turns into, a you know, another conversation. So I need to figure out another name for it. But um, all right, let's go. So let's get back to uh, let's get back to ClickUp specifically. So we talked about ability, having the ability to either to choose to either DIY it or to work with consultants like you guys. And so how do you exactly how do you help? your clients? Is it just about implementing or is it a longer term relationship that you have with your clients when you bring them on board? Tell me about that process for you guys. Um, I think for ClickUp consultants in general, everybody does things a little bit differently. People have their different areas of specialization within ClickUp and different industries that they prefer to work with. So for me, 
Uh, I have a program where I take my clients through process documentation, looking for bottlenecks in, in their processes, getting set up in ClickUp, and then training them, setting up automations, um, setting up integrations, and setting up the dashboard. So it's kind of like all of those things. Um, but that's like in my own personal business. Together, we have some kind of shortcut programs for people who aren't maybe ready to invest in a consultant or don't have the time to sit down with one of us on Zoom. They want the flexibility to do things on their own time, on their own schedule. And that's why we've created ClickUp This Weekend for the people who want to do it themselves. And that's, you know, totally a valid way to set up your ClickUp. We set up ours ourselves. Um, and so we've learned so much through that. We decided to put it into this program, which has tons and tons and tons of our best tips that we share only with our one-to-one clients now for everybody who joins us in our program. And with ClickUp for Bookkeepers, it's all templates, digital resources, DIY, and coming soon, live group trainings. And so that's what we're really focused on with ClickUp for Bookkeepers. And we do see ClickUp for Bookkeepers expanding to not just be ClickUp, but using ClickUp as your business hub, but also teaching bookkeepers other aspects of their backend operations. Gotcha. That's perfect. And so a, a tough question, a little bit of a tough question. So if I have multiple systems, I'm using multiple tools in my business and one of them goes down, it doesn't necessarily, quote unquote, shut my business down, right? And so if I'm using ClickUp and, I'm, and it's one tool, right, basically, or as close to one tool as I can possibly get. Do I ever need to worry about the system there being an outage or anything like that where I can't perform? Um, I can't tell what's happening anywhere in my business. Do I ever have to worry about that? I think with any online system, you you have to acknowledge that that is at least a possibility. Um, you know, we've seen outages from Facebook. We've seen outages from Google. We've seen outages um, in our kids' Zoom lessons, um, you know, over the past year. Um, so it's definitely something to always keep in mind. Um, that being said, ClickUp is a rapidly growing and hiring people talented people across the world to try to prevent these issues as much as they can. They encourage you anytime you encounter a possible technical issue to report it to them. They, they want to know so that they can repair these issues as fast as possible. They have a, um, a status monitor email list that you can sign up for. So anytime they're that there's an outage somewhere, you get an immediate email notification that they're working on it. When the system's back up, you know exactly when it's back up. So you can, you know, go take a little break, make another cup of coffee, and then get back to work. Yeah, I'd also add to that. I mean, if I think about what happened in early January 2020 in Australia, there were power outages from you know, from huge fires. I live in Mexico. I've had to cancel client calls because my banana trees are, you know, hanging horizontally in my garden. And I'm like, I'm going to lose internet here. So I'm not as concerned about one tool in your business affecting your entire business. I think what Megan said was, you know, spot on. 
And, you know, most recently, you know, we had the Texas, we had the Texas power outages. It's real life. I think, you know, to think that everything is going to work all the time is, would be great. (laughs) But I don't think there's anything, there's nothing out of the ordinary that's happening or not happening with ClickUp that's different than any other tool that you might use in your business. Got it. That's so good. Okay, great. And so something that I think it was Megan that was talking about using Loom videos to help each other out and explain different things. Um, So can you actually store videos for clients, like walkthroughs and different things like that, that you might use as a part of your onboarding process? Is that something that you could actually store within ClickUp and give multiple clients access to the same video and make it a part of, you know, that your onboarding process? Is that one of the like workflows that you could set up? Yeah, you can definitely do that in ClickUp. There are a few different ways you could do it. You could have it um, in a folder. You can put the videos right in the task description. Uh, You can put in a Loom video, a clip, which is ClickUp's own version of Loom. You can put in a YouTube video, you know, Vimeo, whatever you got. Um, screenshots, anything. You can put it all in there and then you can share it with whoever you need to share it with. You can also put those kind of things in a ClickUp doc. Um, I use something like that as a welcome guide for my clients. I have a ClickUp doc with a few pages and that's like their onboarding information is in that doc. Personally, I don't have any videos in there, but that's a great idea to put those videos in there. You can also put them in the dashboards. I've seen people do that where they have like a kind of client portal set up in the dashboard and they have like a, hey, welcome to my bookkeeping firm video um, and one widget in the dashboard. Another one, they have like your tasks and then another one they have like, here's your important information. So the great thing about ClickUp is that it's really customizable and people are always discovering with the new features that keep coming out, different things that you can do to make it your own customized app. Yeah. So it's not a set it and forget it type of situation here. It's fluid, right? So as new things come out, as new integrations are made available, as you create different things in your own practice, it's something that can be incorporated pretty seamlessly into ClickUp is what it sounds like. A hundred percent. And I think one of the things, I think what you just said is fantastic. And so Megan and I are also moderators of a Facebook group called Bookkeepers Using ClickUp. And ClickUp is fluid, but you have, and just like your business, it's going to change and it's going to grow and systems are going to need to shift and processes are going to need to change. And the way that you do everything in your business today is not going to be the same way that you do it two years from now. And I think that's why Megan and I are both big advocates of not trying to keep up with the Joneses of ClickUp. And like any project management tool, what do you need to do now to support your business? And forget about whoever has been in ClickUp for two years and is doing all these things, because that's not where you are right now. And that's not where you need to be. And you need to be using ClickUp in a way that supports your productivity and efficiency as a business. And so, yes, it's 100% fluid, but the key is figuring out how much fluidity you need right now and being happy with what you have and not trying to keep up with other people and see what they're posting and how they're doing things. You know, there's a fine line between self-development and improving and being like, this works for me right now on my ClickUp and I'm going to keep it like it is. 
you know, Stacey, you have this innate ability to read my mind and answer questions before I have the chance to ask them. Because my final question for you ladies today was what would be your number one rule of thumb for new ClickUp users? And I think that you really, um, at least that's it's got to be one thing um, that that you would want a new ClickUp user to think about and, and understand and, or recognize is that, you know, make yourself kind of, you know, center this on where you are in your business instead of centering it on what's happening in the ClickUp world and trying to be like everyone else, right? A hundred percent. And the thing that Megan and I talk about all the time to everybody, whether you work with us individually or you join one of our ClickUp programs is you have to stop before you start and you have to make a plan. You can definitely, and we've all done it. We've all, you can go click around aimlessly. I've done it in various tools. I have my own crazy process where I click around, get frustrated, and then I go back to the starting, to, you know, to the welcome videos. But that's 100%. It's about going slowly, you know, implementing what you need to implement, having a plan, and doing it methodically. Take what you need, leave what you don't. So stop before you start and have a plan. I love it. I love it. I love it. You guys have been so awesome today and so patient with all of my like beginner questions. I really appreciate the time that you've spent with me. So as we wrap up, I know that you guys mentioned to me in the pre-call that there was an, uh, a freebie that you have that you want to make available to our listeners. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. We have a 10 page ebook called 10 mistakes bookkeepers make when getting started in ClickUp plus expert advice on what to do instead. And, you know, spoiler alert, the number one is have a plan. And in that, in, in that number one tip that we start the ebook off with, we tell you exactly what your ClickUp plan should be because this is a specific guide for bookkeepers. So we lay out your entire plan for you right there in the ebook. Awesome. And we'll make sure that we include a link to the freebie in our show notes, as well as a link to your Facebook group. We'll include that in the show notes as well. But how else can we find you guys around the internet, around the interwebs? We're both kind of a low-key internet uh, social media people, but um, we'd love to have you in our Facebook group where we're moderators. That's bookkeepers using ClickUp. Um, you can also find my personal um, website at www.newleafdigital.net. Um, we have our joint website, which is www.clickupforbookkeepers.com. And Stacy has a beautiful website, which is stacyhousechild.com. Now we'll make sure that all of that is um, detailed in the show notes so, so our listeners can find you. Now, I, I've got to ask this one last thing because we've been talking about ClickUp for Bookkeepers and I know that that's where your company is. I know that's what you do. That's, that's who you serve. However, our listening or our audience is made up of more than just bookkeepers, right? So we talk, we're full of all different kinds of finance pros, money professionals. So accountants, CPAs, tax advisors, tax professionals, ClickUp is not just, obviously, it's just not just for bookkeepers. So a lot of what we talked about is something that even if you're not a bookkeeper, it's something that you should be thinking about 
as you're considering using ClickUp, correct? 100%. And that's actually one of our most frequently asked questions is, well, I'm an accountant. Um, I'm a CFO. Can I use ClickUp? And can I join your program? And the answer is 100% yes. We started ClickUp for bookkeepers because we found the bookkeepers using ClickUp community. And that, and then it, and we wanted to support um, this industry with their systems and operations. So ClickUp for bookkeepers was born. But 100% CFOs, accountants, and anyone else who provides service is a service-based business can use ClickUp and can follow our program because we are specifically, we're focused on the financial industry and service-based providers. That's so awesome. It's the same for me with uh, with our Facebook group, Bookkeeper Basecamp. I have, um, you know, people in that in, in that group that are that are not bookkeepers as well. So um, and when I asked the question once, you know, is this somewhere that you want to stay? I, I openly asked that question. I had somebody respond. Absolutely. I'm not a bookkeeper. I'm not in the finance space. But a lot of what we talk about here is easily you know, transferable. So you guys have been absolutely great. This has been a a wonderful, wonderful hour of talking about a specific platform that I believe will be beneficial and helpful to our audience. So thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Awesome. All right, you guys. So that wraps up this episode. It went a little bit longer than our normal episodes, but I think that you'll agree with me when I say it was worth it. A hundred percent to you, Stacy's <laughs> to you, Stacy's phrase. It was a hundred percent worth it. This has been so great. Remember to check the show notes for all of the links that we talked about in today's episode. And if you want to reach out to Stacy and or Megan, be sure to join them in their Facebook group or reach out to them via their website. So thank you so much. As always, remember, be proactive, be productive, and be profitable. And we'll see you in the next episode. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other money pros just like you find the show and learn too. And if you want to hear more from me, follow Spark Hustle Flow across all social media channels and subscribe to my newsletter at sparkhustleflow.com backslash newsletter to get regular updates on what's happening in my world, weekly business development tips, and personal lessons I'm learning that can help you too. Again, that's sparkhustleflow.com backslash newsletter. That's it for this week. Remember, as always, be proactive, be productive, and be profitable. See you next week.